Hello, welcome back to Book Talk with Lucky Jones. I am Ebony. I'm Amiri. And this is going to be our last episode for this season. Yay! Yay! Thank you for tuning in with us for this long. Uh, We really do appreciate you and your support. Thank you. We love you. Today, we're going to talk about Elizabeth Acevedo's book called with the fire on the high. It's my <laughs> sorry, I had to really put my thoughts together for that one. Ebony couldn't remember what book she made me read. No, I just knew it was one of Elizabeth's books. Um this book is about teenage pregnancy and um dealing with that along with the stressors of just being a teenager, loving life and this day and age yeah and like trying to like pursue a dream when everybody's kind of like writing you off because you are a teenage mother yeah and it really sucked Mm -hmm. and like i'm very thankful and blessed that i personally didn't have to deal with that same even though growing up in the age of like teen mom i would kind of always believe like i do that (laughs) <laughs> that's true i i always looked at team mom and i was just like i bet you i could just do that so, so much, much better, better yeah because like so much better the nonsense that they go through on team mom is just like unbelievable mm-hmm. i remember like because whenever i go through my weird foods of reality tv phases i do pick up team mom and i'm just like now you don't have to do all that <laughs> you trying to get this man to marry you like, really? Teen Mom is a dark spot in reality television. Yeah, because it glorifies something that's, like... Hard. Yeah. And shouldn't be, like, glamorized the way it is. Mm-mm. I'm not saying that, like, being a teen mom shouldn't be, like, unglamorous, but the reality of the fact, which is, like, shown in this book, is that it is hard to juggle having to, like, deal with yourself at that weird age of adolescence and also have a kid and also try to pursue your dreams and also, like, have to deal with relationships between your friends or your loved ones or like a romantic relationship mm-hmm. and it it looks n- nothing the way it does on team mom yeah it's also like because like team mom does make it look messy but they also make it look kind of worth it yeah it makes it kind of fun yeah and it's just like it's not fun no it's it's very hard yeah like i remember um not too long ago i was watching degrassi and one of the characters in Degrassi is Mia. She is a teen mom. She's my least favorite character. Too. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't mind Mia because, like, okay, why don't you like Mia? First of all, I don't like Nina Dobrev and anything she does. Oh. I just don't like her. Okay. But Mia's character is just really whiny. Mm-hmm. And like annoying, and she kind of is like, uh, I had a baby, so now I can't do this. But it's like, you're the <laughs> one who had the baby, like, she didn't have to be born. Like, sorry, you can't do cheer team stuff because you have a kid, yeah. And it's just like, I don't know, it's just difficult. And like, I guess that's like the thing about teen moms is because like they complain a lot about their situation, but they also put themselves in that situation. 9 out of 10. And, like, there are people who, like, do weird pregnancy packs. No, that was so weird. And, like, do you remember, like, being a teenager and, like, it was all over the news, like, pregnancy packs? Yes! And I'm just like, who wants who that? Who wants to do that? But also, when I was a teenager, mm-hmm. my hometown 
was number one in the nation for teen pregnancy rates. That's crazy. Yes. And they drilled this in their heads like, we're already number one. This is so bad. (laughs) This is so, don't make a pregnancy pack. But honestly, I have to give it up to like everybody I know in high school who had a kid because like they're super successful. Mm -hmm. Their kids are always looking really good. Like they're good parents. So like kudos to you guys. Yes. But I've seen some people that need to take some notes. (laughs) yes I actually have one person in mind who needs to take notes badly (laughs) call out post (laughs) redacted if you're listening (laughs) just kidding anyway (laughs) but I did have a friend um who did end up getting pregnant in high school but she just really wanted it Okay, I also went to school with a bunch of girls who were, like, trying to get pregnant. Yeah, actively. And I couldn't wrap my 17-year-old mind. I was like, you want to? You're trying to have a kid? Yeah. And they were, like, so sad, like, when they couldn't have a kid. And I was like, you want to plan to have a kid with your high school boyfriend you've been dating for, like, all of six months? Like, yes. what is the logic? Because I never understood it. I never could get behind it like personally I don't I I think I say this almost every episode that we talk about pregnancy (laughs) I don't want to have children I used to really yeah I used to like when I was eight (laughs) and I thought that was cute (laughs) (laughs) but whenever I got into high school and like just the stress of that Mm -hmm. on top of me understanding like me myself I am black so that would just make me a statistic and I didn't like any stereotypes that was associated with being black I made it my personal mission not to like watermelons to learn how to swim and to not have children interesting this is coming from someone who loves watermelon (laughs) I make my husband buy one for me at the farmer's market every week (laughs) I also can swim, and I also do want children. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, even growing up, I wanted kids, but, like, even as an adult, like, my number one fear became childbirth because, like, the maternal death rate of black women mm-hmm. is so high. compared. It is. And it's, like, when you hear people like Serena Williams speak out about how she almost died, you're like, dang, if they're not taking care of you, they definitely won't take care of me. They definitely won't. They'll but be like, like, you're not really in pain. You just think you are. Mind over matter. Mind over matter. Like, Strong black woman. <laughs> you go, you got this. <laughs> pain, There's not you. Pain. You just want to be drug addict. Yeah, you just want you just want some pills. I'm like, no, That's what you want. no, I'm dying. Please help me. But it's like you know, my mom had to get like a blood transfusion when she had me. Oh, really? Yeah. That's scary. Yeah, that's scary. My mom actually had no problems with any of her children. She actually had, I was her last, and mm-hmm. she had me all natural. And I was just like, oh, so you had, like, medication with uh, my brothers? And she was like, yeah, but with you, I didn't want you to come in the world like that. <laughs> I, was just like, oh, okay. I was just like, oh, okay. I learned my lesson. Special treatment. <laughs> hey. <laughs> And that is why I am a mess now. <laughs> it's really funny because you're like, yeah, like my mom had easy childbirth. Like you are probably the secret to getting your family boys, like good, strong, healthy boys in the family. 
Like, they're probably just, like, waiting to be birthed, but you refuse to birth them. Yes. It'd probably be so easy. You'd probably have the most easy pregnancy. You'd be walking around, like, glowing, just, like, in long, flowy dresses. It's so funny because, like, I literally look around and I'm just like, I bet, like, I'm having all of this fear and resistance for no reason. And it's going to be the smoothest pregnancy and, like, Carlos's um, grandmother is just like, hey, somebody's going to have triplets. And I'm just like, that's another reason not to have babies. <laughs> She's like, Cause it will be me. It will be me. I will have all the boys at one time. Dude, but that would be so nice. It would be nice to just get, it, get all it all the way. Yeah. And just, like, be done. Because then you would have had your three kids. You can your tube side. Yep. But I also said that I wanted to be a surrogate. To just give birth to people who can't. You did say that. And that's also a really good way to make money. And I'm trying to convince my husband of this. Yeah, he's not not trying to. mm -mm, He's not hearing it at all. I think he doesn't understand, like, the science behind it. Carlos, I know you're listening to this. I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I'm not trying to, like, insult your intelligence. (laughs) But listen, he's not seeing the vision. Yeah, he he is not seeing the vision. He he sees the fact that... Another <laughs> man's sperm is inside me, but he's not seeing that I'm not actually having sex with this man. <laughs> it's all scientific. They're like inseminating the um egg, and they're just using yeah. me as an incubator. And he's like, mm, I don't care. You lost me a sperm. <laughs> but that's not this book. <laughs> wow, we've gotten off on a crazy tangent. This book is about a girl named Imani who already went through the process of should I keep it? Should I not keep it? Mm -hmm. Pretty sure Emma's like maybe two or three years old at this point. And she's just going through the motions of, I think she's in, it's been a minute since I read this book. So I probably shouldn't be the one giving the synopsis. I'm going to go ahead and jump in. (laughs) Go for it. Because I did just read this book. Yeah. So Emma is two years old Mm -hmm. and Imani is 17. She's a senior in high school She's trying to figure out, like, how to balance being in high school, having a job, helping out with home, because she lives with her grandma, who she calls Boyla, and just, like, being a first-time mom. hmm And also having to deal with, like, different relationships in her life, whether that's with her best friend, Angelica, whether that's with the people she works with, her boss, the the burger place it's like really like shifty and shady and yeah unhelpful in mm-hmm. most ways her baby daddy tyrone and his family which is a whole other thing because his mom is bougie something else yeah and then trying to deal with this new like budding romantic relationship with this new transfer student malachi mm-hmm. and also her trying to find her passion which is cooking and how she, like, she gets into this, like, creative cooking elective. Mm-hmm. I didn't go to real high school, so I don't know how this <laughs> stuff works. Yeah, it's a um, home, ec- home economics. It yeah. teaches you about cooking and stuff. And see, I went to home ec in middle school, but, like, I went to, I went to, like, an early college high school. Because mm-hmm. I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. And, like, we didn't have electives. And, like, things, we didn't have sports. You didn't have fun things. We didn't have anything. <laughs> And also, it was, like, the first, like, my classes are the first year they made the school. Oh. So, like, when we got there, there was no mascot. There was no anything. Oh, wow. That's an interesting school to go to. Yeah, I was really convinced it wouldn't be standing to this day. It's still there. It's still there. Hmm. Early college high school. (laughs) We were the legacy class. 
you can exhale. Like, mm-hmm. nothing bad is happening. Yeah, there's no almost. Yeah, there's no, well, maybe if they did this different or, mm-hmm. you know. It's just. That's just how life is sometimes. You don't get a real ending. Like, it's yeah. just a happy ending. Yeah. It's very well written. It was a really easy read. I think I read it in two nap times. <laughs> I forget. Yeah. I forget that you um take the books to work and read it while your kids are sleeping. Yes. <laughs> so when you said two nap times, I'm just like, how are you reading while you sleep? No, I read while they sleep. <laughs> yes. I get a nice three hour nap time mm-hmm. window. So I guess in all it takes about six hours to read. Yeah. And it's not it's like a lot of Elizabeth works. It's not hard to read. It's not. And they're kind of intimidating when you first get them. Because when you give them to me, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is so thick. Yeah, but... But she doesn't write the way normal writers write, to mm-hmm. where it's, like, the whole page is filled with text. Like, she writes, she implements, like, like this book had, like, different, like, recipes at the beginning of the chapters, mm-hmm. and there's... You get to see, like, the email correspondence between her and her aunt. Like, so there's a lot of chapters that aren't just straight text, and I do like that, because mm-hmm. when I see a thick book, I'm immediately turned off. I'm like, mm, don't like that. Yeah. But she does have a knack of, like, making me want to read them. Mm-hmm. She's a very good writer. And her books are always very well written. And I actually liked the content matter of this book. Because mm-hmm. that was kind of my problem with other books. I was like, I didn't like what was happening. Mm-hmm. But this book, like, very good. Mm-hmm. And, like, even though she... Like, okay, so what I really did like the most about the book is the relationship she has with her baby daddy, and the relationship she has with um, Malachi. Mm-hmm. Because it's so different. And mm-hmm. I thought that was so good for her. And I like the fact that she went into this new relationship with Malachi with guards up, mm-hmm. eyes open. Because, like, some people don't do that. And I'm just like, you can't do that when you have a kid. That's true. And the fact that she's always putting her child first... Mm-hmm. Just makes me love her that much Yeah, more. There, there's never a moment in this book where you're like, wow, think about your kid. Yeah. Because I feel like we both know different people that we're always complaining about. We're like, ugh, think about the kids. But there's never a moment in this book where I'm like, oh my gosh, Imani, where's your child? Like, yeah. she always has her child when she's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Like, her, that is her main priority always. Mm-hmm. And I love that. And going back to her relationship between the two love interest in the story i mean tyrone's not really a love interest because by the time you meet him they've already had the kid and split up yeah but it's like even their relationship she's kind of like he was cute and like we probably got pregnant the first time we had sex and i didn't really want to have sex but i didn't really not want to have sex so it was just kind of like sure let's do it like Mm -hmm. and i loved seeing her relationship blossom with malachi because it was so different it's like it was very much she wanted to uh, pursue a relationship with him she Mm -hmm. liked him as a person he was like pursuing her with Tyrone, it was like, oh, he was popular, he was hot. Yeah. It was like the innocence of just being a teenager mm-hmm. and doing stupid teenager stuff. Right. And the second relationship was, I am more mature because I had to mature. Exactly. But she still gets to experience that, like, young teenage mm-hmm. puppy love, which I feel like a lot of times girls who have children so young, mm-hmm. like, it's taken away from them. Because yeah. then they have to be like, well, I'm a mother now. Mm-hmm. And they're like, I have to keep my guards up. I have to do this and that. But Malachi really pursues her in a way that she can feel like a young mm-hmm. teenager without responsibilities again. Yeah. Even though he always also makes her daughter, like, 
a part of his life as well. Yeah. Like, he made sure she was comfortable before he started coming around. Mm -hmm. Their first real date, he invited her to, like, Disney on Ice. And he was like, yeah, bring your friends, bring your grandmother, we can all go. Like, Mm -hmm. he made sure to include, like, everybody that she... Cared about. Cared about, exactly. It Mm -hmm. wasn't just, I'm gonna... I'm going to take you away from the people that you love. I'm going to isolate you. It's mm-hmm. like, no, I want everyone to be included. Yeah. I really liked his character. Mm-hmm. I liked how Tyrone was like... A good dad. Yeah, but in like a... Like, I like how Elizabeth writes characters to be unlikable in a likable way. Right. Because it's like, you can appreciate that he is a good dad. He shows up on time. Mm-hmm. Like, it's so that like, he is always on time. She always looks nice when she's with, with him. Like, mm-hmm. he takes very good care of her, but then he's like, why do you have some other dude in the house? Like, why yeah. are you doing this and that? Like, mm-hmm. but it's like, I mean, we're not dating, so exactly. why do you care? So, she is very good at writing characters that can be likable and unlikable at the same mm-hmm. time. Because, like, I like how she made sure that the black mm-hmm. father was there for his kid. Yes. Even though he wasn't there for the baby mother. I right. like how you can, sep- like, it's easy to separate the likability in that. Mm-hmm. Like, you're a good father, not a great partner. That's likable. I like mm-hmm. that. And it's also, like, real. Like, mm-hmm. I see a lot of people who are very good dads. They're always there for their kids. But they have nothing to do with the mom. Mm-hmm. And they might treat her like crap. They might talk about her. They might do wrong by her. But, like, they're there for their kids. Mm-hmm. And, like, you can... It's like, you can say, oh, he's this and that. But you I can say, never say he's a good dad. Yeah. Can never say, here for my baby girl. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love that. So what is the rating? I would give this probably like a 3.75 out of 5. Oh. So almost a 4. Okay. What um, didn't you like? The only thing I didn't like, I didn't like, I felt like there were a lot of characters that weren't needed. Okay. And sometimes when there's too many characters and we're giving them like their own like plot, like plots, mm-hmm. I don't need that. And it okay. kind of distracts you from, like, what's really happening. Mm-hmm. Like, Angelica and her girlfriend, I don't need to know about all their dates. <laughs> yeah. So that was unnecessary. The whole arc with her and, like, pretty Leslie, like, be- beeping the whole time. Like, and then, like, getting mad at each other in Spain. And, like, she tells, like, Imani off in front of everybody. I was like, what is the point of this? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, it was never really addressed. They were just like, she's like, yeah, I was drunk. <laughs> yeah it's just oh. being catty for the sake of yeah. being catty and I get that you're trying to like create this very like authentic high school world mm-hmm. where like girls are always going see once again I did not go to regular high school there were like 60 kids in my class mm-hmm. since we, we were all really close so it wasn't like I didn't feel like I had any beef with anybody that lasted the whole time we were in high school we were always just going back and forth right so like if I ever felt like I had beef with somebody in high school I would just avoid them <laughs> you would like sign kind of for the same class you didn't want to be like their roommate when you're going abroad nope no okay no interesting, interesting. <laughs> no and, like, if we did have to have a class together, I would just be like, listen, we know we don't like each other. Mm-hmm. So let's not even, let's not even go there. Right. Another thing I didn't like was that the abuela just wanted some time for herself. And that's not the part I didn't like. Okay. Like, she wanted some time for herself. She just wanted to be with her friends. She just wanted 
not to have to be like everybody's mom because at this point she's taking in her son's daughter and then she comes with a granddaughter and she has to be like abuela and great abuela and like running the house and she just wants to like go be herself for a little bit yeah but the way that she was lying the whole book and was like oh no i have another doctor's appointment and stressing imani out for no reason yeah it was like you could have like i mean you were all grown like you could have just told her mm-hmm. and then like they spend all that time in the book like not speaking and like avoiding each other and i was like i don't like that because she had like written their relationship so nicely like mm-hmm. she was a good like mother figure because you know Imani's mother has died yeah so she was a good mother figure she knew when to step up and when to back down especially when coming to um baby girl mm-hmm. because I feel like sometimes like when you're young older people always have an opinion on what you do with your kid and how they're dressed and what they're looking like and what you're doing this and you shouldn't be doing that mm-hmm. but she didn't do all that like she was like you're the mother you can figure it out yeah so it was very like trusting very like it was a really good relationship and to have like boy lovey lying the whole book yeah and, it like, was distasteful it was and then to be like like snapping at money and be like i don't want to be boy all the time like i want to be me i want to be my friends which is like nobody's Telling you, you can't do that. Imani watches her child anytime she's at the house. Like, mm-hmm. she's never, like, trying to pass her off to you and to go out and do what she wants. hmm So, I just feel like the lying and the sneaking around and, like, the yelling at her, like, Imani's, like, making her have baby girl all the time, which isn't yeah. true at all. Like, she mm-hmm. almost skipped out on going out of the country to do something she loved because she was like, I don't want to make my daughter a burden on anybody. Yeah. Like, so I didn't like that either. Mm-hmm. But other than that, I really liked the book. I gave it a solid four. And the only reason I gave it a four is because I was just like, I thought there would be magic in here. <laughs> it wasn't a fantasy book. It wasn't a fantasy book. <laughs> so that's really all the reason. I was just like... Wait a second. I was like... Oh, so we're not gonna get to the magic? <laughs> like, oh dang, the book's over and nobody, nobody like, casts a spell. Wait a minute, you I, tricked me. <laughs> I honestly did think there was gonna be like a magical aspect with her cooking, just how yeah. they were describing it. It made people feel things. Exactly. I was just like, oh, so there's magic in here. But have you ever seen a movie? It's called um, like Water for Chocolates. No. Okay, it is, uh, you have to watch it in subtitles because the movie is in Spanish. Oh, okay. But it's kind of like this, like this girl has, she can cook really well, Mm -hmm. and how she cooks can change people's emotions or feelings. Like her sister marries the man she wanted to marry, and she has to make the wedding cake, and she cries into the wedding cake, and everyone who makes the cake gets food poisoning at the wedding. Like, stuff like that, like she can like. She, like, made this chicken with these roses that, like, made her sister, like, run, run away with this wild man. Like, she, like, her cooking has powers. Okay. So, when I got to reading this and I heard how, like, you know, she could make this that made Boyla cry. And I was like, oh, she, it's like, like, water for chocolates. Like, she has powers for cooking. But, like, no, she's just a really good cook, I guess. Yeah, she's just a ratatouille cook because <laughs> like whenever i was reading it first i did think about ratatouille because of all like the colors that yeah came up whenever he was eating stuff but yeah but no there, there was no magic she There's, was just she was just good at cooking she was just good at cooking and 
You know what? Elizabeth should write a fantasy novel because I bet it would be good. It would be good because she could do like a slice of life fantasy novel and I would be the demographic for it. There you go. There you go. Listen, Elizabeth, if you're listening, you have one guaranteed reader. Yes. Two, actually, because you'll read whatever she writes. I I, I love her, mm-hmm. so for sure. Because it's like, it's always an easy read. It is. It never takes me more than two days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No matter how thick it looks sitting on my coffee table. Because <laughs> you'll like breathe them in by the twos, and I'm like, oh, no. And I'm just like, yes. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> and then the books I get, you like this thin, I'm like, here? <laughs> <laughs> you give me the books, and I, and I, a part of me is just like, maybe I should take a hint. But as I'm looking at the books I have. You, you are a thick book girl. I am a thick book girl. And I am a very thin book girl. You're like, straight to the point, please. Yeah. <laughs> And it's really funny because, like, we are truly opposites. Like, all your books are thick and hardback. All my books are very thin, mm-hmm. paperback. Yeah. You know, I mean. Like, even my Edgar Allan Poe. Why do you even have that? Because I like <laughs> Edgar. I love, I love things that are scary. I like a good, there's a movie that I watched today that yeah. I'm, this doesn't even need to be on the podcast. I can tell you when we're over. With this. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Because I also like scary, like, media. I like, now, I don't want, like, a jump scare movie, but I will watch a scary movie. Mm-hmm. I do like to read, like, thrillers and psychological thrillers and mm-hmm. suspense and horror. But Edgar Allan Poe, I don't like anything too old, is what I think. I don't uh, like the classics. Mm. None of them. It's funny, because I actually do have um, a book... Oh, where is it? Right there. It's the Grimm, the Grimm stories. Oh, I like those because they're creepy. Yeah, I, so I was reading those and I was just like, wow, I, I like this. Yeah, this, this is, is nice. Yes, right up my alley. But that is like apparently a complete tale of all of his um, poems. Oh. So I, I, I like a good poem. And like they had us read his poems in school and they weren't terrible. I actually understood it. I usually don't understand poems, and that's why I don't like poems. Interesting. And I don't I... like proverbs. Oh, I love proverbs. <laughs> proverbs and Psalms are my favorite books of the Bible. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, it's just like it's a lot of metaphors, and I, I get that the whole Bible is full of metaphors. Mm. It's just like it's just a lot of work for me to dissect what exactly is the meaning I'm supposed to get out of what you're trying to tell me. I understand that, but that's exactly why I like poems and prose, because it's like you get to kind of pick your own meaning, mm-hmm. which sometimes people use the Bible and do that, and it anyway, dangerous. Yes. But, like, with just, like, regular poems and, like, just, like, very nice. I, I like to just find my own meaning. Cause, mm-hmm. And that's why I like poetry, because I feel like it's different for everybody. So, mm-hmm. like, the meaning is special to everybody. Yeah. Like, okay, so, and this is why I really hate organized teaching of poetry mm-hmm. in college. Mm-hmm. Because, like, they, the teachers are very biased, just like they are in most religions where they are like okay this is the meaning that i took from this specific work so if you don't come to the same conclusion as i did you're wrong you're wrong and i don't like that i see when i was at texas tech i took a creative writing class mm-hmm. and my creative writing teacher hated me she gave me an a because i'm a good writer but she did 
And this is why. Why? She had us read, like, a short story every week. Mm-hmm. And then we would, like, you know, discuss it and, like, write what we what we thought about it, things like that. And one week she gave us one, and it was by her, but she didn't tell us that. Oh, no. So we start the discussion, and I'm like, first she raised my hand, and I'm like, oh, this is about lesbians. <laughs> and she was like, what? And I was like, yeah, I mean, you don't see a man going to get the salad spinner to make a salad for dinner. That's the most <laughs> lesbian thing I've ever heard. And she was, like, getting red in the face. She was like, oh, men, men can't eat vegetables? And I was like, something's, I was like, something's telling me to stop talking, but, like, she's asking me questions. So I'm going to keep going. And I was like, well, I mean, I have never met a red-blooded man who decides <laughs> I want a salad for dinner. <laughs> and she did decide that. And she was like, okay, class, this is my short story. It's not about lesbians. And I was like, see? You can't give me something and decide there's one meaning and my meaning is wrong when you're writing about a man eating a salad. Mm -hmm. Do you know men who eat salad? Not as a side. (laughs) Okay, so Carlos will eat a salad. Marlon won't. He will eat a salad from Zaxby's, but he'll add extra meat to it. And as soon as all the meat is gone, he stopped. He's done with the salad. Ebony, one night we had a home chef meal and it was bon me lettuce cups when i tell you my husband i love him to death but this is what he did to me i spent a bunch of time chopping all this vegetables to go in the lettuce cup he picked out all the meat and pushed the plate to the side (laughs) it was just lettuce cups full of like chopped vegetables i was like are you done eating he's like yeah i was like you didn't eat nine or nine vegetables he's like uh yeah i did and i was like no no you didn't no no a bunch of ground beef and he's like Okay. And see, <laughs> stories like that, I'm like, I cannot imagine no. a man Mm-mm. getting a salad spinner, first of all. Like, if my husband's going to make a salad, he's not getting a salad spinner to, like, wash and drain the salad. No. It's going straight from, from a bag to a bowl. Like, I honestly can't even straight face think of a man, because, like, men are so meaty. They love their meat. Exactly. So it's just like, other things are kind of useless to them. <laughs> so. But, yeah. So, that's how she decided I was wrong. Yeah. And she hated me for the rest of the semester. Because I thought her story was about lesbians. <laughs> well. This has been an episode about everything but the book. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Once again, we've talked about everything but the book. Listen, it's just a nice little chatty episode. Yeah. And it's good. Yeah. It's good. It's a good season finale. Yes. But don't worry, guys. We're not gone forever. We're only gonna be gone for a month or so. Mm-hmm. We're gonna we're gonna come back strong after Labor Day. Yeah, and keep updated, and we'll check in and let you guys know about our list of books mm-hmm. that are gonna be coming to you in season two. They're always posted on our Facebook page. Yeah. So comment, like, share, subscribe, all of that. We're on Google Podcasts. Anchor. And Spotify. Maybe season two, halfway through, we'll get on Apple. Maybe not. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) Either way, we appreciate you coming to listen to us and having a conversation. Bye. Bye.